Hi, welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I am Lee Campbell-Taylor, the interim pastor here, and Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now. Blessings to you on this fourth Sunday of Easter and happy Mother's Day. And since this is being streamed and recording, I'm going to send a special Mother's Day greeting to my own mother and mother-in-law who couldn't be with us today. Today's second scripture reading comes from Acts chapter 9, verses 36 through 42, and I'll read from the New American Standard. In Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which translated in Greek is Dorcas. This woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity, which she continuously did. And it came about at that time that she fell sick and died. And when they had washed her body, they laid her in the upper room. And since Lydia was near Joppa, the disciples have heard that Peter was there. And they sent two men to him and entreated him, do not delay, come to us. So Peter got up and went with them. When he had come, they brought him into that upper room. All the widows stood beside him weeping and showing him all the tunics and garments that Dorcas used to make while she was still with them. But Peter sent them all out. He knelt down and he prayed. And turning toward the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, she saw Peter, and she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her get up. Then he called the saints and the widows, and he presented her to them alive. And this became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And it came about that Peter stayed for many days in Joppa with a tanner named Simon. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God of love and compassion, you poured out your life and service in your son, Jesus Christ. By word and example, you taught us to find fulfillment in giving ourselves in greatness and serving others. Bless those who lead us in service and caring. Empower them by the grace of your spirit that your whole church may give its life for the sake of the world. In the name of Jesus the Christ, who came not to be served, but to serve. Guide my words that may be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord of love. Amen. Today's lectionary leads us on an emotional roller coaster. Do we follow the Easter story of hope and the resurrection? Do we discuss death? Do we take the path of examples of servanthood? 
What about that path of the fateful woman who gets called by her name in a patriarchal society? All of these topics are screaming for attention in today's reading. In each phase of life, our perspective changes on things. Our view of the world, society, each other, ourselves, they all change. So where are you in this story? My goal is to lead us on a journey of exploration of ourselves found in this scripture reading. So I saw a saying once that said, life is the dash between your birth and death dates on your tombstone. And in order to cite my source, I'm going to say that I saw it on Facebook. And that it is actually from a poem by Linda Ellis titled, The Dash. Today's story seems to start right before the death date. The way I see it, the story of Dorcas reads pretty much like an obituary. Today in Joppa, a seamstress by the name of Tabitha, also known in the Greek realms as Dorcas, died. She was a great disciple of Christ who did great deeds of action and charity. Thus, she was known as a disciple in the church. She was well known for her work with those in the community who were widowed and forgotten. Male disciples of the community have sent for Peter over in Lydia, who has reportedly recently raised Aeneas from death. What the community hopes Peter will do is uncertain at this time but many are there to bring witness to Tabitha's life. Tabitha currently lies in rest in the upper room of her seamstress shop where she has lived and worked. Wow. It's Mother's Day and death is quite a gloomy topic. But our faith and our forgiveness of sin our Christ-like example of service to others, and the very basis of our church all stem from this topic. But the story doesn't end there. It doesn't end there for us. It didn't end there for Dorcas. It didn't end there for Christ. We are still very much alive in the Easter story about how Christ was wrongly accused tortured and crucified because his witness was not the most popular within the community. Even his closest followers denied him, ran away, double-crossed him, but it was in his rising, in his example of how to love and serve others, that brings us to the very basis of our faith. We are reminded with the story of Dorcas that death is not the end of her story. And death is not the end of ours. Though we may not fully understand the reason why someone dies, we can be sure that it helps us grow into a more mature, responsible, and most importantly, faithful servant of God. 
the story of Dorcas. It starts by inspiring us with her passion to serve. Did you notice what Dorcas actually said in this story? She said nothing. She is silent. She is not silent because her words are ignored or considered unimportant or because a man wrote the book. She is silent because her words are not needed to show her great faith and discipleship. Thus, and in this instance, her silence being a great witness to her life. The original Greek uses good works and deeds. It uses compassionateness or alms deed to describe Tabitha's daily passion and service to Christ. Compassionateness, it's a cool word. But isn't that what Jesus preached when he showed us compassion when he said in John 13, 34 and 35, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This life, then death, then life story of serving others still lives strong today. Dorcas had a passion, a passion to do something to show her love of God to the community. And that made a difference in the lives of community then and still speaks to us today. The story goes on and it says that Peter, who just raised Aeneas from dead, is called to come to Joppa for reasons he does not know. He gets up and he goes. No questions asked. So why did Peter go without question? This story, doesn't this story doesn't tell us that. What the story does tell us is that once Peter arrives, he is witness to the great life of Dorcas. Peter stands there listening to them. He may be recalling the recent conversation he just had with Jesus of, do you love me? It's still fresh on his mind. Feed my lamb. Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. For this he has shown through the life of Tabitha. Peter then clears the room. He kneels down. He just wants to block out everything and kneel before God. Peter was at that point. It seems he felt this kind of craving to pray for Dorcas in a deep and, and impersonal way. They have a connection. She is the love Jesus was speaking of when he questioned him. If we notice what Peter did then, he turned toward Dorcas. 
His back is to her as he prays because he believes in the power. Not the power of Dorcas, but the power of prayer. He is focused. He knelt before God, blocking out everything that surrounded him. He clears the room and kneels. Is it just me, or are there times when you yourself find yourself in a place where you just need to kneel and be alone? Just give up, clear the room, block everything out, and kneel before God. Maybe, just maybe, that's where Peter is as well. What he prayed, the scripture doesn't tell us. Did he pray for prayers of thanksgiving? Or healing? Or the knowledge for God's will to be done in this situation? I believe that he prayed all of those things. Whatever the prayer, he felt the power in it. He then offers her his hand as a gesture of support, of bonding. He calls her by name and says, get up. Her friends, saints, and disciples had surrounded Dorcas for days and prayed for her. But it was not until God was ready, and it is believed that she was dead for three days, that she was told, get up. Get up. And this, the story of Dorcas and the witness she gave of God in life, then death, and life again story came known throughout the land. We all play many roles within our family, our job, within our church, our community, on this Mother's Day, our thoughts can often turn to our mothers or people who played a mothering figure in our lives. What if we consider, in this instance, the mothers of the church, who ones who care for us inside and outside the walls of the church, whether they're male or female? What was and is their witness. What is your witness? I'm not asking you to stress yourself out, to add one more thing, or for you to even step up your game. I'm asking that you love one another as Christ has loved you, as you are recorded into the history of those in your life. Dorcas's life was not a life that, that is, a, is a life that ultimately showed the love of Christ. Knowing our own passion is often a struggle. Our purpose is often found within. While Dorcas was greatly loved and respected by the church and the community, it is because of her faithful service that she did indeed find her purpose, one that will bring her to life. 
No matter where you are or what you do, find your passion by doing what brings you joy and glorifies God. In doing so, God will use this to bring you into new life. In conclusion, the good news of this story is that it is indeed about the dash between our birth and death dates on our tombstone. Death is not the end of anyone's story, but it's about what we do with it. Find that passion. Let your voice be heard. Do what brings you joy and glorifies God. Live in your purpose. Utilize that power of prayer. Find a quiet place. Clear the room. Turn your back against any distractions and pray with power. Pray for yourself and those around you. Then hold out your hand and offer support and bond with others. And in turn, you gain support and bonding from them. The Lord said, today is your day. Get up. Get up. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org. That's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L.org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.